What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Krista Sellums, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in, say hello. Welcome back. Good to be back. Two, two very tired <laughs> hosts today, but we're powering through. It's a big day, a lot of news. Uh, good Huge to be back. Day. Yeah. Huge day. I think, a lot, I, I, think um, I don't know what's going on. The um, A lot of the NHL... GMs, I think today I woke up today. Yeah, they decided today is the trade <laughs> deadline, not Monday. That's um, gonna suck on Monday. That's gonna. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Monday's gonna be awful. Um, yeah. Well, we won't spoil anything, but we'll talk about it later. But a lot of names off the board is the more of the story. Lot of, a lot of the big names are off the board. <laughs> a lot of the big names are off the board. Um. Yeah. No. How you doing? Doing good. Just uh, just chilling. It's a pretty good week. Excited for March Madness. How about you? I'm I'm also excited for March Madness. I filled out two brackets oh, yeah? uh, today and yesterday, so I'm pretty much all good to go. Who do you got winning? I have so we're recording this on Wednesday night. They locked to what tomorrow at twelve, I think. I, I, think I have so. I have Kentucky right now. I don't know how confident I am in that. What about you? I have Arizona winning both. Oh my you going through scene hall like that? <laughs> that's yeah. a tough scene. They're pretty Sorry. good though. They're yeah. they're good, man. They're that's my big that's team. my thing. I have Seton Hall beating TCU, but I'm like Seton yeah, Hall needs you, you a fucking it. miracle. They need like eight. Oh they, my god! They need at least half of Arizona to blow their ACL in the first game. <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much faith. I I have I also like, have if they play Arizona, Arizona. Um, like if they play Arizona, it's it. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a twenty point game. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Because <laughs> Arizona's just I because the thing is that like when you think about like. When you think about teams like Seton Hall and teams in the Big East, like these Catholic school teams, it's like yep. they're not getting big recruits. They're getting four star recruits. Yeah, no, like not no 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 one's like big in stature. Arizona's getting <laughs> only guys Villanova. Like, Villanova could do Villanova. It. Yeah, like they're and they're like the cream. They're the ones that can compete with these big programs like Arizona. Like yeah. I, Arizona. Arizona. I just feel is always just they have a big team, dude. They're they're long. They, their point guard is like six eight. Like they're gonna. I think it's they the can same make a run. I was, I was watching. I was just flipping around games the other day, and I think it was USC. I think. Mm-hmm. I think the smallest guy on their team is like six five. <sighs> That'll do it. Like like That'll I think it. like I think their average height on a court, their starting five is like six eight. That's I nuts. think I like they have just men. insane insane um, height, <laughs> but um, I don't know. This is a, well, yeah, yeah, this is a hockey. I, I have Kentucky, ball. Texas Tech, Nova, and Auburn. So we'll see how that holds up. I think I have in the Where one. I have Arizona. In, the, in my most recent one, I have Gonzaga, UCLA, yeah. Arizona, Wisconsin. Wisco. I, Wisco, I don't know. I, I, I almost put Wisco up higher, but they might go a little cold. I actually have Arizona losing in the Sweet 16 to Houston. So we'll see, man. It's going to be very interesting. I saw a TikTok today and it said that the two teams that can make a surprise run based on just like stats that line up with like um, whatever stat thing he was looking at for the past 20 years is UCLA and Houston. He said both those teams could potentially either make the final four or both be in the final. It's so impossible to predict. We're just throwing. Oh yeah, at the wall. like he's just he's, <laughs> he's just looking at a fucking you yeah. know, stat sheet. And it's oh like, yeah, yeah. You know this could happen, but it's also <laughs> that's the beauty of March Madness. Anything could happen. That's facts. That is also. Facts. I felt so old when I was scrolling through Twitter, and they said four years ago, Virginia lost to whoever the 16 seed was <sighs> back then. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that was four years ago. <laughs> I was still in school when that happened. Yeah, that year was the last time the Pirates won a game too. It's been four years. It's like time flies, going, man. And then I was going back. I was like, okay, so that's the year that Virginia lost, and then they won it the next year. I'm like, who won 2020? And I'm thinking about it, and I remember it. I'm like, they didn't have it. I have been, like a limit. What about the Pirates? I'm still. I would. I had a. I have a limited edition Bud Light uh, March Madness 2020 <laughs> T-shirt that I got for free at some bar a year later because uh. they were like, we just have been holding on to these for over a year. No one wants them. So bitter. That pirate team was a that pirate team was great. They would have made some noise. What oh, a shame. for sure. That was the last year of Miles Powell. I think yep. um, um, McKnight, Rowe. Uh, Mamu was still on the team. I, I, I like that everybody listens to this has no idea who these people are. Besides probably Miles Powell. But yeah, what a shame. Anyway, hockey also um, exists. This is not yeah. March Madness podcast. Big news coming out of, out yeah. of uh, the garden today, out of MSG headquarters. Chris Drury woke up. 
Good thing and, we, hold, we almost... And, and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think he listens to the podcast. Because Is he a secret listener? I'm, I'm in on the theory. Because I think I've threatened him, and I've threatened... Nearly everybody with to, some sort of pow, high power in the New York Rangers organization. Quite frankly, I've given yeah, I've, I've threatened <laughs> him. I've almost tweeted. To, I think I've tweeted to the FBI that he needs to be put on a watch yeah, list. Yeah, sounds about right. He, he needs to be on the FBI's most wanted list. Glenn Sather should be <laughs> things I'm not going to repeat. But um, he made a move today, and 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 when and and I so I love it. You generally will text me first when moves mm-hmm. happen or tweet at me i get the before i even know yeah like i was driving <laughs> and you you were i'm at a light and i get like four notifications from you like holy shit and then like two minutes later they all start coming in on like the nhl app tweets and stuff. i was like kevin's an insider like he's i get the, me i get all- the freeman the freeman <laughs> notifications quite frankly it's a good but, thing we um, record yesterday though because yeah, we don't record we on tuesdays record but yeah like you said big move he woke big up move. you're so, right um yeah not the a Rangers- big move i guess but it's a the move. Rangers, I mean, they made a move. So the Rangers traded a fourth round pick, which is great, especially when you see the, the value that Florida wanted for this guy for um, for Vitrano. Uh, Frank, first name? Frankie Vitrano, yep. yeah. Yeah, so um, honestly, and, and I texted you this, and I kind of went through Twitter to see what everyone else was feeling, and I think we said the same thing. Twitter said the same thing. It's it's just a fine trade. Like it doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not like, oh my god. Well, yeah. That's the cup. That's that's the move that was winning a cup. This is a, it was it was a smart move. It bolsters up your bottom six. Yeah, you, you need know, the depth. Gets, that's what you need. It gets McKeg out of the lineup. It it gets Hunt out of the lineup potentially. Yep. Like it just bumps one of those guys down because the Rangers have to be cap compliant at this point. So one of those guys, someone's leaving the island. Um, I mean, they did send Morgan, Morgan Barron down, so I don't think. Um, I don't know what Vitrano's cap hit is. I don't know if that makes the Rangers as. I want to say it's compliant. somewhere around with the high ones to early twos. I think. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't know. So I don't. I, I want to see what else the Rangers are going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made a fine move. This. This is. Kid. I mean, he's, and, he's got twenty four goals a couple years ago. He's got eighteen goals last year. I mean, he's not a lot of special, I mean, he, but yeah, he's he's definitely had like a a. a not a it's, it's he's had an okay year. He fell out of and, favor in Florida. They got so many other forwards that that's they, the thing. he was he just, playing he down just got in the pushed lineup. down a lineup. It's yeah, like exactly. when he's playing fourth line minutes, it's like when in reality he's probably he could be a third, solid, third line guy. Yeah. So it's like that's that's especially since the third line needs a lot of help. The fourth, it, it's better to have one fourth line. In the, on an NHL roster than one fourth line in an AHL or an ECHL <laughs> line. Um, so it gives the Rangers. Great defensively, that's the only thing. But I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world just because you, you, you ask him for some additional depth scoring. It works out like he's better than Dryden Hunt and Greg McKagan. Yeah. Like you so, said. So what's the harm? It's a fourth round pick. I was pick. fine with the move. And yeah. it was crazy because Drury made the move that he gets a fourth, he, he only trades a fourth round pick. So who gives a fuck about yeah, that pick? It's nothing. Florida was asking for a second. They wanted a second round pick for him, and he got him for a fourth round pick. Yep. And then he he helped Florida get worse. Yeah, you called this one. I know it was a popular pick, but I was like, yeah, we'll see if they do it. But yeah, well, a few hours later, Ben Sherrod went to Florida for like 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 we said, big overpayment. So it's huge. This is a huge overpayment. And 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 I sent you the player card yep. that Jay Fresh made. Oh my god, he's got bad. a war of ten. That's bad. But yeah, they gave up what it was a first round pick, a former third round pick, Ty, not going to try to pronounce his last name, <laughs> Smellneck. I don't even know. I probably just butchered that. And I think like a fourth round pick to retain 50%. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of value going out for Florida, and it doesn't seem like enough value coming back in. But hey, it worked hey, out for the Rangers. The the Rangers' handprints are all over this because not only did Drury. <laughs> and, no, and I'm. I'm no, I'm, no, I'm, I know. Because Drury had his hands all over the Vetrano trade, and then he said, "Hey Jeff, um, I'm going to give you a call next week for Lekin in, and I'm going to let you fleece these guys and get this guy off your books. <laughs> Do we have a deal? I got a first round pick with your name on it, baby. It's definitely possible. I mean, if you roll a third line of Lekin, Heedle, Vetrano, it's nothing special, but it, it'll probably keep most of the pucks out of your net and at least be like a net." Even I would think, right? That's which is kind of um, all you need from your third line sometimes. Mm-hmm. And is, then is, is, you, is the Stanley Cup winning third line like Goudreau, Gord, and 
Who else? Uh, who else do they have on that line? Goudreau, Gord, and uh, somebody uh, else. Wasn't it Coleman? Coleman, yeah. Is it that type of line? No, but like, is it a good enough line? Yeah, it's a. It's it'll get the job done at least to make some damage. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I definitely think the Rangers are going to make some more moves in the next few yeah. days. But who um, though? What There's they are? I don't know. I mean, Phil Kessel's probably probably <laughs> going to the Rangers. That's probably just going to end up happening, and I think it could have happened. Weeks ago, Arizona, I think, is holding out to see if they could have gotten higher than a third rounder yeah. for him. It's, I would be surprised if the Rangers trade a second rounder or or anything no, above a third round. A, if they haven't got a third rounder yet, I don't think it's... That's the thing. Yeah, Drury is a really stubborn bastard. So um, if the if the Coyotes were like, we want a second round pick, he's like, all right, I'll meet you at the deadline with a third round pick and you're going to shut up because we could eat this <laughs> cap and you're going to thank us later. That's facts. I mean, Kessel is a... a over his career, he's been a playoff performer. I mean, 22 points in 24 games, 23 and 25, 9 and 12, 2 and 4, 5 and 9. I mean, he's older now, but the reputation's there. I mean, he's 34. He's and he's still, got experience. It's like, that's, that's all facts. you really need. You, you, you all get, those years in lock, Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's got locker room. He's got cup experience. He's got playoff experience. He's got. Yep. He's got everything you need, and he could score for you. And and you know what? If you shelter his minutes, he doesn't need to play a lot. You just when you're on the ice, just shoot the puck. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's definitely the most likely move because obviously the two big guys on the list that you, we we had talked about, you would want to Pavelski resigns for a year in Dallas, and Hurdle just resigned for eight years in San Jose. So got paid. Though not as much as I thought, but yeah, eight point eight point one. But the the names are definitely dropping off the trade bait list rapidly. But who's left? Drew. Drew, who's going to Florida or Colorado, basically. Yeah, pretty that much. Was one. And the, and it's, it's really yeah. weird what Philly's doing right now, man. I, I don't like oh I'm, my not, God. I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing. So yeah, well, that's fine by us. I got no yeah. complaints. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I mean, yeah, no, it's great that he's leaving. Yeah. It's just it's just like I don't know. They're like, I guess it makes sense because it's like He's their guy. He's been there for so long. He's the like, face of the franchise. They're basically just like walking him out the door, like, yeah. like just letting the. I guess it's more like fan service. Like, hey, like we're just doing this because he's 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 gone. He's not coming back. Yeah, pretty much. He's out of here. Um, uh, if he probably still wants him in Colorado, I would guess. I mean, they saved some cast base on. They got the Ducks to retain fifty percent on Josh Manson, but sounds like Colorado's going all in, man. Oh, uh, I, they, I mean, they they, they, they have, have to. to. Yeah. yeah. It's very also convenient I mean, that Gabe Landeskog is having knee surgery right now, and he's going to be back dude, for the playoffs. Fuck Tampa Bay, man! They ruined. They, they I don't ruined think they did. This. I think it was Chicago. I have to. As much as I hate Tampa for it, because of Kucherov, Chicago did it against Tampa in the finals but, in 2015. But like, Tampa voted against it. They wanted. They wanted to get rid of it. Nobody else did. So I can't really blame Tampa there. I don't know, man. I just feel like, for me, it's like, I, like that is an excellent point. But I just think I'm like. I'm trying to think like when did that happen? 2013 or 15? 15. 15. Okay. After that, I'm like, who who was doing it though? Like, well, yeah, I, I can't, no, that's I can't true. think. It's like since Tampa's done it, we've seen Vegas, <clears throat> excuse me, we've seen Vegas do it. Colorado's doing it now. Mm-hmm. Other teams are going to do it. And a lot of people go, yeah, if it's, a, if it's a loophole in the rules, fucking break it until the rule gets changed. I'm like, yeah, but I'm also just like, Let's have a little bit of integrity. This is this is a league where everyone's like honor, integrity, traditions, you know. And it's like you guys are you guys are breaking the rules left and right. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, Colorado's but, definitely definitely probably gonna do that. Which is yeah, but is okay. So let me see. Yeah, Ben Chirot's off the board. Uh, I didn't even know Cal Yarnrock. Yeah, He's off the board. Caillou. Um. Mark Giordano got sat tonight, so he's probably going to get dealt within the next few days. I don't um, know where he goes. Maybe he goes back to Calgary. That'd be interesting. That a lot of people are are saying that could be a thing. Like that would yeah. be kind of like apropos. Um, yeah, Hurdle got signed, so he's done. He was big on the board. Giordano sat, like I said. Petrano uh, got dealt. Uh, a lot of moves. A lot of did, moves. When did, did Tyler Jost get traded? Tyson Jost, yeah, he got traded. Tyson. Yesterday, I, didn't I, I, for, I didn't see that one. For Nico Stern, pretty pretty non uh, insignificant move, I would say. But they're two decent players. But I don't know. It's going to be very interesting trade deadline. So, I don't you, know. Gun to your head, though. Who do you think? Do the Rangers get anybody else? 
on or before Monday. I pulled the uh, TSN trade bait list while you spitball. I I think they're they are probably in for Kessel at this point. I don't yeah. think there's anyone else that's All right. like trade on the trade bait I'll, list. I'll, I'll go through all the twenty names and you can tell me yes or no. Uh, Drew. No, that's probably, never happening. They they would probably like it, but it's not going to happen. If, if 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 he has a short list of teams and he has no move clause, so he would have to put New York on it. It's probably Colorado, yeah. Florida, New York. Facts. Oh, here's the name: Ricard Raquel. That would be a big move for the Rangers. Bit, bit more expensive. Bit more expensive. That that's their big like that's the big move they would yep. make. Like if they can get Kessel for a third. But then it's like, how many cooks are you gonna have in the kitchen on the on the offensive side of things? Because it's like now you're unless you're uh, you can't set, get both. You gotta only get one. Yeah, because it's like McKeg is favored by Gallant. Reeves is favored by Gallant. Rooney's favored by Gallant. Goudreau gets paid too much money to be sat. So it's like, yeah, maybe if you trade Gauthier, something mm. like you can move guys around. Raquel would be a huge get. So I would say that's someone to watch out for the Rangers. Yeah, I think that's a good one. But yeah, I think it has to be one of Raquel or Castle. For yeah, sure. I don't think. Yeah, I just don't see him getting both. No, because I feel it's like impossible. they want maybe. I, I feel like they want to maybe get someone on the defensive side of things. Yeah, I mean, you got Hampus Lindholm, Giordano, um, Jacob Middleton. I say, I say, he's getting a lot of love. That's a name for the Islanders later. Um, trying to think who else? Not too many defensemen out there. Not too many defensemen out there. Nick Waddy. Not the most impossible thing in the world. I don't think. I don't know. I think with the the if the Rangers don't do anything with their defense now, I'm fine with it. But yeah. I would I would say they're going to be. I would I would predict they're going to be all over Chicker in the summer. If it doesn't go elsewhere beforehand, yeah, that's the only because, thing. That's that that's he, the risk you run, right? Because like, do you wait now? Hurt and, right now, though, apparently it's not as bad as I thought. They said oh, it was like so going to be. He's going to be skating within a week. Oh, yeah, I think St. Louis is going to get desperate because now that they lost out on Chirot, I know they've been in on Chikrin. I know LA is in on Chikrin, so I don't know. This is the rest of the wait, but God, he's See, only 23. I like, oh, my God. I feel God. like LA could land Chikrin before I got so St. many Louis. assets. The thing with St. Louis is they have nothing right now. They have nothing nope. that really moves the needle. But And you know what? St. Louis isn't going to get rid of like uh, Kairou or Thomas or no. Booch. It's like they're not going to get rid of these guys. It's like they – What's their prospect pipeline look like? They got Jake right Neighbors, who's like their only – I think it's really just Neighbors and Costin, who I really don't think are A-level prospects at this yeah, point. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, it's probably going to be LA. It's probably. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. But who knows? Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Unless you guys – I don't know if Jake DeBrusque. Um, we've been talking about that one for a while. Yeah, he uh, doesn't move the needle for me. I don't think the Rangers will go out. I'll let someone else overpay that. Uh, Boston for that. <laughs> exactly. And we talked about Lekin. And so, I don't know. Definitely some options out there. That's for sure. Definitely yeah, some I mean, options. Who knows? I mean, if 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 this was a master class by Drury and he, he was just kind of fucking with everyone last summer um, with some of the signings he made um, because <laughs> they were Glenn Sather signings. Like, I, like, the trade today gave me a lot of hope that Last summer was Glenn's like Glenn Sather's hands were all over the signings, and this is the Drury that everyone wanted because like and and we have discussed before like like the the Lindgren trade the Lindgren signing that was done before Drury was in the general manager chair. I mean, he was still the assistant general manager at that point, but it's like he knew that was happening, and, and that mm-hmm. was like his first signing as GM. No one's giving him credit for that, or right? you know, like no one's like, "Oh, uh, Drury got it done." No, the the Gorton and and JD and Drury got that done, and Drury was just the guy who was in the chair saying, "I signed him." So it's like th- that. I, I'm not. That wasn't his move, you know. And everything else that happens, the good, you know, the the Goodrow signing, the um, the Reeves trade. It's like everything else that kind of happened. The McKeg getting brought back in. I I just have a feeling after today. Maybe the theory of it wasn't him making all those moves. It was really Sather because um, Gorton didn't know if he trusted. Uh, even though he gave all the power to Drury, I don't know if he exactly trusted him to make all these moves within two weeks of being the GM. 
You yeah, know, cause, I think because everyone got fired. He was granted the he was he was given you know the the president position and the GM position, and then just everything started happening. It was a lot that was going on. I feel like he was definitely getting some behind the scenes help from a guy who has been the GM before and has been the president <laughs> before. It's like it just it just makes too much sense. Am, am, am I am I am I putting on my my tinfoil hat while I'm talking <laughs> right now? Maybe maybe not. I don't know, but I think it's a good. I'm theory. hopeful. I'm I, hopeful. Yeah, I think it's a good theory. I think it's a bit. Blown out of proportion just because it's only Frank Fratrano. I think you need to give Jury probably another offseason and another trade deadline after this to really get the sense of what I'm he's only, doing. But I think yeah. that there's a good theory in sense that it was such a crazy time turning it over. But I think and I think I'm he only, needs more time than other. And Frank I think Fratrano. like and, and and if you well, my my thing with it is like yeah it's it, I'm not like yeah. saying oh he's a genius because he traded for <laughs> Frank Fratrano. It's not like this is like an underrated guy. I, I'm just saying you know he is a genius because he. Didn't he didn't bat, he didn't you know succumb to trading a second round pick for this guy? He understood it's like I'm not giving you a second round pick. I'm giving you a fourth round pick. Take it or leave it. I we I know you want this guy. I have the money on the on my books to take him off of your cap, and you can bring Sharat in, or Sharat in. So yep, I don't know. I, it, it was a big brain move. So I'm hoping there's more to come. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I heard that. I heard that. But yeah. Uh, Good yeah, stuff. that's it. Um, do you want to talk about some some Islanders potentially yeah, getting dealt on the flip side you. of the coin? The sellers of the uh, <laughs> the New York market, unfortunately, I don't know. I really don't know what to expect because the Islanders have been playing better as of late. Does that justify keeping everybody? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it does. But like, I really don't know. It's so tough because their UFAs coming into next year are Cal Clutterbuck, Zach Parise, Zdeno Chara. And Andy Green. And I mean you can count Thomas Hickey in that, but it's just not just that's just not it. So like how many it sounds really stupid, quite frankly, but like Clutterbuck still has value as a PK guy. I think he's decent. How much is he gonna get? He's gonna get a third round pick, fourth round pick. Is that worth it? For would, the value yeah, was, he provides? I was, I was gonna say he's probably getting the same value as yeah. Vetrano right now, like a fourth, maybe round a pick, bit maybe more, a thir- probably third, maybe a third, yeah, just because he kills penalties and everything. But yeah. like, I think Clarebuck's still in the PK regard. He can score a little bit. He is good in the locker room. He wears an A. Like, is it worth just a third round pick to give him up? I think I'd rather resign him. Same thing with Parise. Parise is a bit different of a case because I'd rather trade Parise and have him be like, oh, like. I'll come back for another year if he like wants to, if he trusts us to be good again. Because he's honestly in probably 25% of the games at the minimum, he's been the honors best forward. The guy is such a workhorse. We've talked about it before. He works hard. He's getting rewarded for it. He's got to be, I would think, worth something at the deadline just because he's making vet minimum and he's got he's got good stats. I mean, he's if you watch him play, obviously the Parise that was making $7.5 million was not worth it. But the Parise making... 750k is i think a really valuable asset to a lot of contending teams especially because he's got eight goals and 24 points in 57 games that's pretty damn good in my book so i think also, he maybe god i'm just thinking about this this is kind of unrelated i don't know if they if teams do this as much anymore but apparently um uh um because i don't know like what like taking a's away from people mm-hmm. like if you're allowed apparently guys who are getting or who are maybe going to get dealt at the trade deadline who like don't wear a's if all of a sudden they're given like they're given an a yes yeah, like, oh. yeah they're like oh that guy's gone somebody oh there was a there was an interview on chicklets that somebody said that that's right whitney said he was like yeah yeah he was like he didn't he, he was like i didn't have an a all year and he was and like, he trade deadlines coming up and he's like oh he's a good I, leader I was, I was the assistant captain for three games and then i got tra- <laughs> and he goes and then i got traded to anaheim <laughs> <laughs> trying to show they're a good leader yeah people value it as much as crazy as it is being a good leader is valuable hey Parise is former I, captain no i mean yeah, i think it all links together i think it's a great point like if you have that vet leadership you need that in the playoffs oh yeah like gms love that they're like oh, oh. he's got this guy leader yeah but i mean hey like vet minimum he's got basically 0.5 points per game he's a good leader he's a workhorse on the four check i feel like that's Probably not. Just based on his age, he's 37, about to be 38, which doesn't really play like it. But still, I think there are some teams that are going to be wary of it and probably not give a lot up for him. But like, I don't think it's crazy to 
get a second round pick for Zach Parise based on some of the other trades going on and how, how like, many go how many years are left? This is it. Just oh, this it's, one year. it's just a one year. Yeah, just one year vet minimum. That's why I think it's so attractive. If you're looking for just a, the cheapest piece possible, like how much better could that get in a cap strapped world? Because you know the guys like the Tampas of the world. There's a reason why Barclay Goudreau got a first. There's a reason why Artari Lekin is getting a first and why Parise, he's not going to get a first, but I think he gets some value. Is because these guys, these teams want cost controlled guys. Like Goudreau was a steal. I think it's a Lou thing too. Like, I, if, mm. if, if, like if teams are saying we'll, we'll give you a third, like I, I feel like he's the kind of GM where he's like, I'm not giving them to you. Yeah, no. Like if you hard, want them, I got to get sure. a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love. And, I would, and, and and the thing is, he's gonna get a second from someone. Like that's oh, the thing. Some, like, like someone's going to it. offer a second. So he's like, if you want it, give me a second, and yeah. maybe even throw a conditional like fourth round pick in or something, and I'll give them to you. That I, I think you have to do it. As much as I love Parise. I think you have to do that if you get a second and a conditional pick. I mean, hopefully they would have a deal in place where he comes back in the offseason. I think that would be great. Like, hey, Zach, go chase your Stanley Cup and come back in the offseason. That's what some people on a Rangers podcast I listened to said could have. They said the Rangers needed to be weary and not really any more of it of uh, hurdle. They said, you know, mm. San Jose obviously wouldn't be thinking of this because NHL GMs are dumb, but you know, they could have, if they were kind of smart about this, if they really want, if they wanted to keep hurdle and wanted to bolster up the prospect pipeline and, and get another, get a few picks, they could have just traded hurdle away, gotten what a first, a really great prospect, maybe even like another pick. And you, they go, yeah. okay, you chase a cup. If you win it, great. If you don't, we'll see Come you back. in the summer. Dude, this this deal is so much here sense. for you. This 8 by 8.1 is here for you. I guess you're. I guess the only thing is like the team is worried about the grass being greener. But I feel like if like if I was a player like Hurdle, I'd be like, okay, like I'll go try to win a cup, get some assets to give me some help in the future, and I'll come back. I think it makes too so much sense. I guess it makes a bad reputation around the league of like, oh, this guy's a this guy's a snake. But like, if you're getting a rental, then just get the rental. But is it is it is it being snaky because it's like he's a guy who's played in San Jose his, his entire career, mm-hmm. I think at this point. Yeah, and it's like it's hard to. You know, you're going to let's say a market like New York. Let's say he was going to a market like New York. It's hard to tell a guy who's played in San Jose, California, his entire career. Do you want to stay in in New York for another eight years, or do you want to go back to California and live on the water? And in, and sure, it's in the expensive bay. shit to live there too. But it's you. It's <laughs> not seventy making degrees. Dollars. It's it's seventy degrees here every day. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I'm all for that. I mean, if they could do that with Parise, like you said, it makes a lot of sense. Go win your cup and come back. I would love that. Even if you get Parise a pay bump, I think he's worth like a 1.5 to 2 mil. I mean, it just makes too much sense. I hope that he would have the trust in Lamorello to be like, okay, like this year was a fluke. It sucked. Um, the COVID happened. The arena opening started on the road. Like, let's try it again next year. If not, then we part ways. But, I think they'd get a decent haul for Parise, I would hope, but I don't know if they're going to trade him. I think I think it's very possible that Lou keeps him and does not trade him and just resigns him outright, but we'll see. So that's do two you down. Think, do you uh, think the Islanders will sell anyone? Like, do you think that's like, the they're- thing? I, yeah, I think probably some people, but I think there's a bigger possibility than people think that they hold on to Parise and Clutterbuck. Cause like yeah, like that would be like my biggest fear if I was a fan. It's just like, and it's like, it's not even like it's just a fear like outside looking in because I don't I don't yeah. know how like Lou operates and stuff, and I don't think he's just that's the be thing. Like, Nobody does. Who who like, knows what he's thinking right now, right? Yeah, it's like you, you could you could be under the impression like yeah, it's a fluke, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna over. I'm not going to over course correct yeah. this because I know this team and this is a good team and this exactly. was just a bad year for us. This was just, that's it, exactly. Shit hit the, but it's like. It's a risk. Know. It's it's, it's a big yeah, risk. You're you're taking a big chance by not moving anyone. It's a huge and then risk. If it's another, you know, poop in the bed type then year again next year, then, then you're like, oh years. shit, man, what did yep. I just do? It's yeah, it's just such a big risk, and you never know because like the owners could quite frankly tweet out right now, oh, NYI transaction, owners have traded Zach Parise to blah 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 for whatever, and nobody would know until it actually happened because that's just how Lou operates. So I don't know if we'll ever know, but. I can see them keeping those two guys. As for guys that they could train, um, I think Char is going to go. I think just as a right, he's 44. Like, what's the reason Char is back right now? He's to win a Stanley Cup. He wants to win a cup again. I'm sure there's part of him that wanted to play to get the record for defenseman plate. Cool. He did that. Great. Goodbye. I think 
there are teams that sounds like they're interested in Chara. So I think at the very minimum, Chara will be off this team by Monday, which is, I'm sure, music to a lot of fans' ears. But <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's there's going to be, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a lot more move. I, I, if I'm, I, if I, if I'm seeing this away, I think I am. I think we're going to see more moves within the next few days, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. And then like when Monday comes around, it's going to be, if Drew hasn't moved yet, he's going to mm-hmm. be the big piece. And then it's just guys making moves that are just desperate moves because there's not yeah, much else. Nobody and left. Just, and yep. it's like, we're just trying to, it's like, we're it, 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 Monday is going to just be a, it's always who is the, down. who is the, who is the best player available. That's going to help us just, just make the trade. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. But yeah, I think they'll definitely move Chara. I think I don't know if it's gonna be over the weekend. I think it's more of a Monday move, just like moving for a conditional fourth round pick. If he plays fourteen games in the playoffs, you get third round pick. It's it's kind of advantageous for for Lou to not move him right away to wait till yeah. someone gets desperate and on desperate, Monday yeah. and be like, "Hey, that's a good price point. is a fourth round pick." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody that loses out on Chirot, like a lot of teams just did, and it's gonna lose out on Chikrin if Arizona decides to keep him for a little bit or. LA or somebody snatches him up. Somebody's going to get desperate for that big hulking defenseman because it's still people can think what they want, but he's still got a lot of value. He's a battle tested player. He could provide a lot of depth on a Stanley cup running team. So I think he moves. It's like that meme from the wire. The price of the brick is going up. Exactly. (laughs) But (laughs) other than that, I mean, Hickey's not going anywhere, obviously. Um, I honestly forgot he was on the team still. I know. Kind of wild. I feel so bad for the guy. He did not deserve this. It's just the poor guy. He he got like three concussions. His poor brother died. I mean, he just had such a he had such a bad go. So great, great him, player though. I did um a few years I don't remember what game it was. It was either I think it was might have been nine it might have been eighteen or nineteen on Chell. I did <laughs> one of those fran I did a franchise mode where you draft everyone like it's a complete redraft of teams like you oh, don't yeah, even fantasy draft so um and i rigged it to just be the number one pick so i can get Connor mcdavid and then after that i <laughs> was just picking, does. and then i was just picking like best player available i think i had hickey on one of my teams and like we'll i had it. him for a while for like the, like in that player. franchise mode yeah he's he, a real he good was, player he could he he was always clutch. He had like three overtime goals in the playoffs. He played left wing a couple of times. Like I loved Thomas Hickey. It's a real shame how it ended, but I mean he's obviously not going anywhere. Other than that, though, like the only other big moves, it depends. The desperation factor is huge into the Islanders deadline. I don't think they move Josh Bailey just because he's got he's been a little hot lately. I think it's more of an off season move that you assess to see what's out there, what who who you want to sign, what you want to do. Um I think Bailey waits until then. I mean, he's got two more years after this at five mil, which is a bit steep, but I think it's an off-season move. But the big one, the desperation one, that could, I think, shock everybody if the right deal comes along is Varlamov. That's really what it comes down to. He's got a 15-team, no movement cause. So who does he put on there? He could be strategic about it and put teams that need goaltenders so he doesn't move. Um, He's got one year left on his deal, so it's not like you're getting a rental. I think there's going to be interest, like – Toronto, maybe um, Edmonton, but it doesn't sound like he wants to go to Edmonton. I think there are a couple of teams that would be interested in Varlamov, but he could get a first round pick. That's where you're getting your value, probably is Varlamov, because he's still yeah, good. yeah. I think I think like a team like Toronto, who's who's very desperate for for goaltending help right now, is <laughs> Jack is going to trade a is going to trade a, a first round pick for <laughs> oh. for goaltending. So it's like it'll happen. And yeah, I think to your point, you said Varlamov still has years left. He has one year left, and he's yeah, still a good so goaltender. I mean, they had a bunch of scouts at the Colorado game they played against him, and he played lights out. So it's like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like if he were, like, if you were to compare Varlamov to Georgiev, what do what does Toronto want? The the one up Varlamov has is that he has a year left, so it's like it's not a wrestle work. Georgiev incredibly better. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, and 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 I. I thing with Georgiev is like I do honestly believe he is good and he says it he's like I I play better when I'm playing more and it's just a situation yeah it's just kind of like a situation where it's like I, mean, I think we touched on it last week it's like you're not going to get a ton of playing time behind Igor so it's like 
it doesn't my point is more so just like it doesn't make sense for Toronto to trade for Georgiev and then hopes to re-sign him when it's like they're mm-hmm. probably going to be like you're not going to be our starting goaltender we're going to go with Campbell and Varlamov as a backup is perfectly fine for us yeah exactly I mean or even, if I think Campbell he'd be the starter playing like shit I think Varlamov would be the starter Varlamov as the starter because he's got playoff experience I mean he's he's got a lot of value I mean so he led the team to back-to-back conference finals it, there's no doubt about his experience and everything I mean I'm trying to think of the top teams that need a goaltender uh, Colorado's shaky goaltending, but they're not going to do it. Carolina's fine with Anderson. Toronto's up there. Um, who else would need a goaltender? I mean, is it crazy to think St. Louis looks at one? Bennington's been awful this year. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, Minnesota's fine. Edmonton, but who knows if he wants to go there. If Leonard's out, I think maybe Vegas looks at it, but that's a cap hell issue. And I don't know. It's just it's really interesting. But then also you have to factor in the Islanders need a they need a one B to Sorokin because you need two good goaltenders to unless you have like an elite level goaltender, wink wink nudge nudge to um to to survive in this league because Sorokin you could tell when he was playing every single night basically when Marama was like hurt he was he started struggle so you need that that definitive backup which we know we talk about all the time. Um, not so much about the Islanders because they have two right now, but you're going to have to find a backup in the offseason and they're buddies. So mm-hmm. it, it does come with a bit of determination of how much you want the team to succeed. It, it also frees up $5 million on the cap. So like, I feel like you got to do it. Somebody's going to get desperate enough. I think some. I think somebody takes Varlamov on Monday. So I think it's Varlamov and Chara, and then you probably look in the offseason about about Bailey and then Andy Green I have no idea where what happens with him quite frankly I think I love Andy Green I hope he doesn't get traded I hope he stays another year but it, it's just it's so hard to speculate with the Islanders nowadays because nobody has any goddamn clue what they're doing so <laughs> I'll go I'll say Parise stays Clutterbuck stays Varlamov Chara go and Green I have no idea about but I can see Parise going for sure depends Andy. how much Lou has faith in like like you said depends how much he has faith in, in the team right like you're putting all your chips on the table if you keep guys like Perise and Clutterbuck and be like, hey, this is our team. We come back next year and we just go for it. So, yeah, it's, it's very uh, intrigued what happens on Monday and how we talk about this on Monday or Tuesday because it's going to be a, it's going to be a shock. To, I think everybody what the Islanders do, whether fans are pissed off, which is probably more likely that they are mad that they didn't make a move, or if they're happy that they did. So, I don't know. I'm very very intrigued. For sure. And, uh, of course, there were games since we yes, last recorded. Exactly. Uh, I think we started with Rangers last week, so we could start with a little Islanders talk first. Yeah, let me pull it up. What a what a wild, wild week. Um, <laughs> since we last recorded, they lost to Colorado um, in heartbreaking fashion in the 5-4 game. Uh, they come back to three days later and beat Columbus 6 to nothing. Um, what? Uh, Anders Lee broke his streak of being the – active player with the most two goal games in the NHL and got a hat trick. So that was nice. Domi. That's another guy. He's a big, oh, there uh, you go. That's a big piece. I can move. Forgot about him in Columbus. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we got his hat trick with about a second and a half left. So that was good to see. Great to see that from him. Josh Bailey got a goal. Um, he's been hot lately. Palmieri with the assist. Uh, good game overall. Pajot got his 10th five on three shorthanded goal. Don't say that every day. Quite frankly, I did not watch this game. Uh, Seen Hall was on playing UConn, losing to UConn. I had other things going on. Did not watch, but heard it was a good, good game. And then they come back the next day, watch some of this game, beat the Jets five to two. Wow, things are really rolling, aren't they? Uh, Barry Trotz, by the way, forgot to mention that guy's 900th win. That's crazy uh, to have 900 NHL wins. Uh, Varlamov got the win in that one. That Brock is Nelson, absurd. I know, like that's just so many wins. Like that's actually crazy. <laughs> Holy shit! Brock Nelson gets his 23rd. Bailey gets another one. Bailey got two that game. So. Trade value stonks up. Um, Carter Buck, empty netter. There you go. Lee got another one. I think Lee was the third star of the week, by the way, who got seven goals in five games. So he's heating up. I think he's finally getting back. Because forget, where was Anders Lee at this point last year? You had a torn ACL. People forget that real quick. Because remember, it's like, oh, it was the Leo Komarov like, show on the first line. So I think he's finally getting back to form. He's got 20 goals, which is fantastic. Um We'll take that all day from Lee, even if he hits 25-30. That's great. Um, so he's looking good. Bailey made a couple of great plays. Uh, and Nelson got his 23rd. So all good there. Varlamov got the win. Um, I think it was Sorokin in Columbus. Let me check. Yes, it was Sorokin in Columbus. So Varlamov got the win in that one. 
another game, they played four games, which is kind of crazy. Uh, 4-3 went over the Ducks. So, wow, three in a row. The Islanders are hot. They're rolling. They're back. Parise gets his eighth. Uh, former Duck in his last and game that's And that is... That is what we mentioned last week with the stat of they they hadn't done it and now boom look there at that. there they go the the reverse mush but yeah Josh Manson answered his last goal is a duck and his last game is a duck uh, rest in peace and then Palmieri gets two and Lee got another one so we obviously hot Palmieri I'll say it every week shocker who would have thought besides this podcast both of us that Palmieri actually was good at hockey uh, he's got <laughs> he's got ten goals now I know what a and he has like five waves off so. Turns out he's actually kind of good. Um, I know everybody on Twitter was really bashing that signing early on, so idiots. I'm still dying on that hill. Uh, so, yeah, they won that. And the real backbreaker was uh, the cat. they played the Capitals last night, lost 4-3 to three in a shootout. That one sucked. Um, Ovechkin moved to third all-time in goals, of course, against the Islanders. They made a massive celebration out of it. He did like a curtain call, and the whole team came off the bench. I hated that, but I'm just being a bitter Islander fan at that point. No, you're 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 a hundred percent. Should have been delay again. Correct Come on. in in that in 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 that um feeling that you have because anything the Caps do makes my skin crawl. You should have went down to the arena and stopped it, Chris. You're, you're yeah. right there. Oh, they were playing in DC. Yeah. I, yeah, I should have. I should. I should. I should have stormed the Capital One Arena. <laughs> good, good thing you said those last two words. <laughs> but yeah, tough loss. Uh, poor Obama played really good, but he got the loss. Uh, the fact that he's four twelve and two this year is absurd. He does not deserve that. But Palmeric another goal. He got another goal. Uh, Janssen Fialbi got his first angel goal, of course. But uh, Lee scored with about two minutes left with an empty net to tie it. So that was nice. But Shootout, nothing happened in overtime, um, of course. The Capitals were kind of all over us. Side note, Kuznetsov, after a bad few years, looks great this year. I mean, he was like flying around there against us, but regardless. Probably because he was tired of people talking shit, saying he doesn't take it seriously. Yeah, pretty much. So he looks great, but Oshi got to go in the shootout. Absolutely undressed for Lamov. TJ Sochi is incredible. I I, I can't stand him. (laughs) And then uh, Palmieri got one in the third shot to tie it up. And then after that, there were eight straight missed shots from both teams, which is pretty nice. <laughs> uh, you had to start. This, this, there were two two missed shots by both teams at the start. It was Bavillier and Wallstrom. Then Palmieri scored. Then you had Barzell, Bailey, Dobson, and Nelson all miss. And then Anthony Mantha came down and scored. And then, oh my God, the next you so you have the guys on the bench. You have Parise on the bench. You have oh, who else is on the bench at that point? I'm trying to think of who did not shoot. You have Parise on the bench. Pajot on the bench, and you put out Anders Lee with the game on the line. He went like it, it. It went about. I can't disrespect Anders Lee. I love Anders Lee. He's been hot lately, but it went about as Anders Lee in the shootout as you can go. He kind of just went like barreling like thirty miles per hour at the goalie and just shot into his pad and then crashed into the boards, <laughs> like just full on fell down and crashed into the boards. So that was a little disappointing. That if you're gonna chase the Capitals, that would have been a nice win to start it off, but. Oh, well. I mean, the Islanders are about to climb into right under the wild card. They're about to pass Columbus, which is – they're the last team out of the playoffs. It's not going to happen, but, like, I think it goes to show that this Islanders team is pretty decent and they are they can recover next year. So, if they get the defensemen, but we'll see. But very interesting week of games. I mean, seven out of eight points, I'll take that all day. Didn't get to watch much, so I don't have much analysis. But the team is the team is scoring again. The, the signs are pointing up as long as they get a few assets this summer. But, yeah. Anyway, what's up with the Rangers this week? I mean, we recorded during the Minnesota game. Um, <laughs> yeah, that so yeah. did not go well after we logged off. Yeah, I, yeah. so I think the Rangers either tied it up or went down. Yeah, so I think the Rangers tied it up. It was a 2-2 game, I think, like, as we finished recording. or Minnesota might have went up 3-2 when we finished recording. And then Minnesota uh-huh. popped another 2. So it ends up being a 5-2 uh, loss for the Rangers. Honestly, I don't even – I didn't really watch much of the game. Um and I don't really remember much of what happened. Um, I just kind of was like, whatever. Um, and then St. Louis, it, at St. Louis. So we're coming out about a week off of the, a little over a week from the uh, 5-3 win at yep. the Garden. You In know, the Boucher. As I said, the Boucher that was great. Yep. I said that was a great game. And then everyone like that day, Booch didn't play. He got hit um, a game before. Um, so it was in concussion protocol and everything. And they, they he wasn't cleared to play. So really? and Igor and yeah, so he wasn't cleared to play. Igor was in net, so everyone was like, "This seems like a Rangers lock. They're gonna just 
continue riding this team and fuck were we wrong oh my god that was that was the most embarrassing game i've watched all year really that was the most embarrassing game i've watched all year um the rangers effort level was on the floor they did not come to play i don't know what those are the most frustrating losses because like it's like at least try like at least there's no reason that it should be that like ice ice tilt lopsided whatever you want to call it like that's frustrating but anyway continue yeah, yeah. so it, it it just did not look like they they wanted to play and and it's like honestly it felt like like the travel from Minnesota to St Louis probably isn't that crazy so it's like I don't know what was going on there's only like it's only like a one hour time difference that they're still all in Central time so I really don't know what happened but um yeah, six two loss a while six two loss for the Rangers I turned the game off that's how bad it was um, <laughs> I turned it off in the middle of the second period so um, uh, Rob Thomas I think that's his name yeah Robert Thomas he scores the first he gets the first one about Rob thirteen Thomas. minutes into the game isn't Rob Thomas um, a singer too. He's the uh, lead singer of, uh, I think, was oh, Matchbox is it? 20. That is it. Yeah, good one. Wow. What, um, what a random stat pulled out of there. There you go. So Rob Thomas scores 13 <laughs> of, at 13.05. 45 seconds later, Barbashev scores. Two minutes later, Rob Thomas scores again. So Rob it's Thomas. three nothing. It's 3 nothing within two minutes. Not great. Not um, great. And then Ryan Strom uh, puts one in. Igor Shister gets a, yeah, yeah he got he got a point there. So, um, so uh, it was on a powerful goal. So the Rangers go into um, into the locker room down three um, one. Fifteen seconds into the second period. Now, mind you, um, Igor gets pulled. He does not get put back out there after period one. He gets pulled. Georgiev goes in. Fifteen seconds into the period, Georgiev lets Ryan O'Reilly score on him. Um, and then Wallman puts another one up at seven minute mark. And then um, 30 seconds later, David Perron scores or whatever his name is. Perron scores. Yeah, David yep. Perron scores. So it is now five to one at this point. And that's when I turned the- when it went up. When they Understandably. went up, four- like when they went up um, four one, I was like, I-, I was watching the game with with my girlfriend. And I was like, if they put another goal up at any point, I'm turning this game off. Th- the fact that it was. 30 seconds later, I just stood up. I got up and I walked over because I put my PlayStation on the charger because I watch it. That's where I watch it. I go, I went, nope, 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 nope. Just turned it off. I did, did not put it back on. Um, and then Keandre Miller scored right after that. I didn't put it back on. I'm like, nope, I'm not I'm not falling for the O. They could potentially uh, come back in the third Always period. Always really back in. There was there was never there was never no one scored in the third period. It was it was a boring game. And but St. Louis didn't have to. They were already you're up six you're up six two at that yeah. point. You're, you're not playing. Chipping, you're not you're playing to run the score. Yeah, you're just you're just killing time. Just chip, chip chase and then yep. drop back and then the Rangers can't get into the zone. It's just it's a pain. Yeah. So, so that was that game. Embarrassing game. Um, one of the worst efforts I've seen from the team all year. Um, and then they play in Dallas on uh, Saturday. Um, that was a wild game too. Yeah, crazy game. Big big scoring game. If you took the over in that game, that that was uh, that the the over hit. I think in the first period, if you took, I think because the over is always set at like five and a half. Yeah, um, pretty much. So it's a. Uh, so um, Lindell scores first, forty nine seconds into the game, and then Sagan scores again. So the Rangers are already down two nothing. Five minutes into the game, I remember you were they, you were furious. I remember, you yeah. were not happy. Nope. And then they score four unanswered within what is this? Um, like five minutes. They they scored four in five minutes. Greg McKay gets a goal. Mika Zibanejad scores. Fox scores, and then uh, Panarin scores right after that. So um, not bad. They're up. Four, they're up four two at the end of one. Jake Robertson, who is a stud. That kid's gonna be so Dude, filthy in he this is league. A He's already dog. Got, 30 goals. It was his first real season, second real season. His second. He had, I mean, he had a great season last year as a rookie, too. I, he came out of nowhere. 30, 30 goals already this year. He's he's clipped 30 goals. It took Kreider 11 years to do it or whatever, and and this kid's doing it in he's incredible. two seasons. So he's going to be really good. Dallas has a good one with him. Um, and then Patrick Nemeth scored his second goal. Um, was so it like a wraparound or something like that, something stupid like that? Yeah, it was. He got a ra- goal score Unbelievable. goals. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um and then Pavelski scored uh RIP the Pavelski dream and then a, good a few good, weeks it was a good run and then Goodrow and um and Strom scored to kind of cap it off at um and Strom had an empty net 
surprise, surprise. So, um, <laughs> so it ends up seven, four game. Uh, wasn't the prettiest game. I don't think the Rangers played a great game. They, they came out with a win. I think they just had a scoring surge in the first and then th- yeah. they were so ahead at that point. Uh, even when Dallas was trying to scratch and claw their way back, um, the Rangers were able to, to get goals when they needed. I think the Nemeth goal was the, was what sealed the deal for them. Surprisingly enough. Um, wasn't, wasn't Nemeth a star? Am I thinking of somebody else? I feel like he might have been. Let me look. The three stars of the game were. I meant, no, I meant like, like, like a Dallas star. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I know, look it up. I thought he was a. I thought he was a Red Wing for most of his career. He was a Red Wing. He was a Dallas star. He was drafted by Dallas. Ah. I'm surprised I remember that. He was drafted by Dallas, and then he, oh, he, let's see, claimed off waivers by Colorado. Then he signed with Detroit, and he was traded with. By Detroit, back to Colorado. Colorado loves Patrick Nemeth apparently, and they signed with the Rangers. So he was he played uh, he played about, eh, I guess the total was like 100 games for the Stars, so not bad. Yeah, revenge That's game. Easy. Yeah, pretty, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, not a, not a great game by the Rangers. Um, they won, so that's all that really matters. And then they Facts. played yesterday. They played um, Anaheim, and. Uh, it was an exciting game. I mean, it was it was a close game pretty much the entire time. It was probably closer than it should have been. Johnny Brzezinski scored the first goal of the game, his first goal of the season. What a classic! Uh, 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 Max Comtois he scored uh, in the first period. That, that guy's filthy. I love him. That's another um, name, dude. They're shopping him. Maybe that's the name the Rangers look at. That'd I, be an interesting one. I I like him, man. He I mean he plays the left wing, so um, oh true. But yeah, he might be able to switch. Goudreau, yeah, I, I mean, think, also got, can flip flop a little bit. He doesn't have a ton of points this year. I, I, I he's don't. He's having really a tough know year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I mean, he's having a tough year this year. So he got one. He it, and I thought he was gonna leave the game. He he kind of took a him and uh, Reeves kind of collided at some point. <laughs> and Reeves and Reeves. It wasn't like they like ran into each other. It was like Reeves' skate got caught in between like mm. one of his skates, and he fell, and it looked like he really like twisted his knee pretty bad. So. Gotcha. Um, it was not a slew foot, and I will I I will stand by that. It was not a slew foot. Um, Zvanichat scored his twenty fourth in the second period. Then Cam Fowler scored, and then uh, uh, Grant scored in the third period. And Crowder got his thirty ninth. So we're knocking on forty at this point. Uh, do I think fifty is is within reach? No, I really don't. Forty five. Um, yeah, forty. I think, and I think we said it last week. I think. Um, I think uh, it's it's probably likely that he's going to be anywhere between forty and forty five goals. Yeah. Um, if he gets close to fifty, that'd be insane. But um, yeah, and then Adam Fox scored no T. So uh, and, and you know what's crazy um, uh, is that our time of Panarin. A lot of people said um, that he's having a down year this year. Fifty five games. He has sixteen goals, which is definitely lower than it has been for him. I mean, he's definitely not scoring a lot. He's fifty five assists, so he has seventy one points right now. And this is apparently a down year for him. He's got seventy one points in fifty five games. Yes, and this it's is a, a down da- year. Oh my Ranger God. fans are saying this is a oh down year God. for him. Give me a. And I'm like, I think, that's I think maybe insane, not a, maybe not a down year. I think he's being overshadowed by Shostakin. Perhaps and Kreider, yeah, I think that's yeah, like Shesterkin's keeping him in, in the and Kreider just Kreider is scoring all the goals, so it's like, oh, I mean, just, me. yeah, you rat, you rat, <laughs> for what you did to the yeah, New it's, York like, it's like he had he had fifty he had fifty eight points last year in forty two games, and then the year before he had ninety five points, which is his career so this high. This is arguably like a better year than his last two years production wise. Yes, this is what. Yeah, his his like he the last time he was Ridiculous. he was only a seventy point player. He had seventy four points. With, was his second year in Chicago. I, I, so I, I and and I hate it. <laughs> and with what twenty three games left, you don't think he's gonna get above eighty? He'll be probably close to eighty five at the end of the season. And it's a da- and apparently it's a down year for him. So I mean, it's yeah, just it's it just kind of goes to show you, yeah, he's being very much overshadowed at this point because um, he's having a very sneaky season. I, um, <laughs> I didn't realize he had so many assists, fifty five assists. He has an assist a game basically. It's quite impressive. It's quite impressive. But that's the game he plays. He's he's he just he likes to dish it out. And, he's the assist man. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the Rangers play again. I think tomorrow. Um. And this kind of oh, goes yeah, into the lock of the week, which is great. All right. Uh, oh, oh my God! Yeah, tomorrow is going to be a bloodbath. 
Oh Rangers, my God. Islanders. It's Islanders Rangers tomorrow. Islanders Rangers at the Garden oh St. My, Patrick's honestly, Day. It is oh, going to be a be an fucking bloodbath. It's going to be a, just a madhouse there. Oh my God. I forgot <laughs> it was number one. I didn't forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Number two, what if the Islanders play tomorrow? A doy for the Rangers. <laughs> Jesus. That's going to be uh, kind of electric, though. That's going to be that. a great game. I'm we'll really looking forward that. to that game because uh, I feel like we haven't played each no, other. No, it's very been often. a while. I think we've only, I, I think we've the only last played time was, once. The last time was when I was there in November when we had the depleted roster. I think that was it. Yeah, that, I think that was the only time we've played the Islanders this year. So that'll be, be good um, to see back. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good <laughs> game. Be, that'll so. be a good game. Yeah, so Islanders Rangers tomorrow in the Garden, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so kind of going to my locks of the week. Uh, I think the Rangers are going to win tomorrow. Islanders win tomorrow. That's my lock of the right week. Now. Rangers. I don't. We'll I don't give happens. a shit how they. I mean, they'll probably get waxed by Tampa and, and Carolina, who they play back to back on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah. So not looking great. So if they can get a win tomorrow, we need score predictions now. I forgot about this. Score predictions for tomorrow's game. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four-two win. Goal. And game winning goal. Four-two win. I think uh, it's only four-two because there's an empty net at one point. Game <laughs> winner. I'm gonna go with. I think Sabanajad on the power play. Fair. Um, I was going to say 4-2 with the empty net, too, but now I'm going to change that because uh, I don't want to just totally copy. I'm going to say 2-1 Islanders win. Ooh, with, tight game. With your boy, uh, JG Pajot, getting the game winner. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's, <laughs> watch. He's going to show out, and he's going to have like seven points tomorrow. I sure hope so. But, yeah, Dan, that's going to be a good game. Can't wait to, uh, <sighs> can't wait to watch that. Um, so those are yeah. that, that's such an easy lock of the week for two of us. <laughs> I totally funny. forgot about that. I'm just oh, gonna, that's gonna be I was like, holy shit. I was like, holy shit, tomorrow St. Patrick's Day and they play the Islanders. What a that's so electric. Oh, and I will be going to a game if you're a listener. Um if you're at the garden on April 9th, oh, you're gonna go. see Rangers Ottawa. You gotta advertise that at the start episode so somebody hears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta start. To, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do that. But um, yeah, no. Right. So, why don't we do number of the week so we can wrap up for almost an hour? Sure. So, uh, the number I pulled this week is fifty-one. So there have only been three Rangers in Rangers history to ever wear fifty-one. The first was uh, from two thousand four to two thousand eight. Uh, Fedor uh, Tutin. Um, Fedor Tutin. Oh my God! What a yeah. what a throwback. He was a good yeah, so defensive he, defenseman. Mm-hmm. He played, yeah, he played in New York for one, two, three, four. Yeah, four years, and then played He's the rest a good of his career. Shut down defenseman in Columbus, right? Yeah, he played most of his career in Columbus. Um, he was a part of the. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Wasn't he? He was a part of a big trade. Oh, he's part of the Nikolai Zherdev trade back in the day. Interesting. But yeah, good. good uh, so yeah, he's the first. Yeah, first player to wear fifty-one uh, for the Rangers, and then the next guy to wear it was not until. Um, 2018. So I'll I'll I'm gonna throw it over to you first. <laughs> Who do you think wore uh, oh 51 in 2018? And he only played for the Rangers one time. I will give you this. He played for the Rangers one, one time. time. He spent spent most of his career in Montreal, one season in Edmonton, and then he played for the Rangers. Oh, David DeHarnay, Edmonton, yes, David sir. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who is like who played for Montreal on the Rangers? I heard Edmonton. I was like, oh, I remember DeHarnay. The, the short king himself, dude. He was tiny, 5'7", 180 pounds. Um, How many? He played they, one game for the Rangers or one like? No, year? he played one season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he um he played seventy one games, had six goals, twenty two assists for twenty eight points, and was at minus twenty two. Oof. Oh, David. <laughs> yeah, the short, but, the short uh, king himself. Yep. And then um, the, the most recent player to wear it was uh, Tarmo Reunin. Uh, oh, I your think boy. Plays, yeah, he played uh, four games this season. Um, uh, yeah, four games. Or no, not four games this season. Four games uh, one or two years ago. Uh, he had one, one assist for one point. So uh, I think he's down in Hartford still. Definitely. So. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. But um, yeah, that that's it. It's a quick, quick little number of the week. Not too yeah. many guys, but uh, I saw David Darnay and I was like, holy, what a what a <laughs> I, name! Make, I have not. That makes sense why you were all hyped up before the episode. I was like, <laughs> I have not seen this guy. I have not thought about or seen this guy's name in forever. That's you know what? I was thinking like there like there was a thing on like Rangers Twitter. It was like, oh, who's like a guy that was on the team that like you totally forgot about and like people were just naming Pop guys. And I'm like. Yeah, I was like, no, he, oh, like, really? no one had done him yet. And I was in my head, I'm like, 
wonder if anyone's going to put like David Dayarnay. Like he was here for like one season and then like just didn't that, like that was his last season. I don't know why the Rangers signed him, but I just remember also, that was a weird one. That was such a weird one. That's a good. And name, that was though. when the Rangers like, yeah, because fifteen, yeah, fifteen sixteen was when I first started really watching, and then sixteen seventeen was when they made their deep runs. So that was like, like the first year of like when they were like shit. Yeah, because that was I think. Oh, 2018 eight. draft, yeah. 2018 draft is when they had that that three. Yeah, that was that was the sell off year. Yep. But the yep, exactly. That was the letter, the year of the letter. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. that wraps it up. Um, uh, so thank you for yep. yeah. So thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, listen to this on. Uh, make sure you give us a five star uh, rating. Uh, leave us a nice review. Share the podcast with everyone you know. Uh, ask us questions on Twitter. Uh, follow the, the Twitter account for at from Broad to Bell. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm going to wrap it up short, sweet. Kevin, anything yes, else? Sir. All good. All right, we'll see you guys next week after the trade deadline. Peace. Thank you.